Notice anything different? That's right. No ad. Which means this space is available. So if you have a company or brand or product or anything really that you'd love to promote on 30 Pop, this is your chance. Just shoot me an email at the link in the show notes and I'll give you all the relevant details. Now, on to 30 Pop. Haley. Hi, how are you? I'm good. Hey, I'm calling to let you know this week on 30 Pop, I have a very special announcement to make. Ooh, I know that I've been missing trivia nights, and so I'm hopeful that it's something related to trivia. Because let me just tell you, the Durrett Dynasty is ready to continue in our reign of glory. You know, that feels we're like ready a to win again. Okay, you've Whoa. won before, but a reign feels like a stretch to me. But I, I can't mean, say for sure one way or another if the special announcement that I have to make is or is not about Trivia Night. Well, can you give me a hint? Nope. You're just going to have to listen to the episode. I mean, I always do, so. I appreciate that. I'm ready. I'm pumped. All right. Well, let's get started now. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. All right. We'll see you later. <laughs> okay, bye. From Mill U Media Group, this is 30 Pop, a weekly peek back at the music movies, sports, fashion, politics, and news from 30 years ago. I'm your host, Luke Bronner. This is Season 2, Episode 22, Madonna, Schwarzenegger, and a special announcement. Today, we're looking back at the week that ended Saturday, June 2nd, 1990. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good whenever you're listening to this episode, friends. I'm just glad you are. If you haven't noticed over the last few months, for the most part, in the lives of many folks, well, 2020 sucks. Not to say it can't turn around between now and December 31st, but so far it's been a really, really tough year for the vast majority of humanity, myself included. So what better way to spend these next few minutes together than looking back on a simpler time? Or at least a time when most of us were oblivious to what was happening across the globe. But before we do... As I mentioned in the opening call, I do have a quick announcement for you about 2020. And while it may not be enough to completely change our collective opinion of this crazy year, it will hopefully provide a little bit of joy. One of the many casualties of the last few months of social distancing and shelter-in-place orders was what had become a highlight of each month in my life prior to COVID-19. 30 Pop Trivia Night. Since June of 2019, on the third Tuesday of every month, crowds of varying sizes have gathered together at one of my very favorite coffee shop slash bars in Houston to battle it out in a competition of obscure retro pop culture trivia knowledge while we drink tasty adult beverages and sing along to perhaps the greatest 80s and 90s music playlist ever created, if I do say so myself. And I've loved every minute of it. And I've missed it. So, I'm thrilled to announce now that 30 Pop Trivia Night is coming back, and it's going to be better than ever, truly. In fact, it's getting a complete overhaul. New schedule, new format, and even a new home. And for those of you who are not in Houston, keep listening, because now you'll finally be able to play too. So here it is. Beginning on Wednesday, June 10th, and bi-weekly thereafter, 30 Pop Trivia Night is back. 
I've accepted an invitation from the amazing folks at House of Blues Houston to migrate the event over there and fill their restaurant and bar space with fellow retro pop culture trivia lovers every other Wednesday night. And by Phil, I obviously don't mean Phil. We'll follow all the required and recommended social distancing protocols to keep things as safe as humanly possible. Face masks, hand sanitizer, lots of space between people, etc. The whole deal. In fact, we'll even be changing format so that the entire trivia experience can now be 100% touch-free. No more cards and pens and folders to pass back and forth. No more carrying your team's answers across the restaurant. Nope. Your team will be able to play the entire game from a single mobile device. I cannot wait for you to see it. It's slick and beautiful and honestly just a hundred times more fun than ever before. You're going to love it. And what that means, like I said, is that finally even those of you who don't live anywhere near Houston can participate in 30 Pop Trivia. Now, granted, you can't win prizes without actually attending the event, but you can finally test your nostalgic knowledge against the best of the best in the 30 Pop Ring of Champions. Teams like the Durrett Dynasty, Three Men and a Baby, and Bob the Goon, among others. What the new bi-weekly schedule also means is that I'll be expanding the theme a bit. Rather than a monthly event in which we are always looking back exactly 30 years, we're going to open this thing up. Each event moving forward will have some sort of retro pop culture theme, but won't be exclusively tied to a particular moment in time. So like June 2020 trivia won't specifically be about June of 1990. Instead, each of our June trivia nights, June 10th and June 24th, will have their own theme completely, which I'll announce later in the episode. The first people to know the theme for the next trivia event will always be my patrons over on Patreon. In fact, they already know the theme for June 10th and are probably getting prepared. The next people to know the theme will be those of you listening to this show and following on social media. I'll always announce the theme here a week or two in advance so you can also prep. It's going to be a blast, friends, I promise. I, like many of you, have a bit of anxiety about getting back out in public and being around people again, but rest assured, we'll make this event as safe as humanly possible. The last thing I want to do is put anyone at risk in any way. We won't hug or high-five or even stand near each other. We'll just smile at one another from a distance from behind our masks and enjoy having something fun to look forward to fortnightly. You can sign up for the event no matter where you are in the world by visiting 30pop.com and clicking the Trivia Night link at the top. All right, that took longer than expected, so let's get into the good stuff. 30 years ago this week, for the second of five consecutive weeks, the number one film at the box office was a new release. Last week, on its opening weekend, Back to the Future Part 3 was at the top. This week, the Arnold Schwarzenegger action sci-fi flick Total Recall. Based on the 1966 short story, we can remember it for you wholesale, by the odd, brilliant, and infinitely fascinating Philip K. Dick. This movie was huge for Schwarzenegger, and amazingly wound up having the top-grossing opening weekend for any film in 1990 bringing home over $25 million in its first few days. Although it was not the highest grossing film overall for the year, nor was it Schwarzenegger's best film for the year, in my opinion. But we'll get to that in December. In television slash music news this week, a young, talented, mostly unknown singer by the name of Mariah Carey had her very first live television performance, singing her single, Vision of Love, on the Arsenio Hall Show. 
And outside of one little pitchy moment, likely due to nerves, she crushed it. It was clear even then that she was a megastar in the making. And although I'm really only a fan of her Christmas music these days, I do remember having a bit of a music crush on her as a kid. We'll talk about her quite a bit more in the next couple months, though, when Vision of Love begins its reign at the top of the Billboard Hot 100 chart. For now, I've included a link to that performance on Arsenio in the show notes. And speaking of the Billboard charts, there wasn't much change this week as several artists enjoyed one final week at the top. Ricky Van Shelton was the only newcomer, with his song I've Cried My Last Tear For You taking over the top spot on the Hot Country chart. Sinead O'Connor had the number one album in the country for the sixth and final week. Public Enemy had the top rap song once again with 911 as a joke. And Vogue also maintained their spot at the top of the hot R&B and hip-hop chart with Hold On. And last, but certainly not least, Madonna enjoyed her final week at the top of the Hot 100 with her song Vogue. As I've done in the past when discussing Madonna on this show, I hopped on a call this week with my dear friend, podcast collaborator, and easily one of my favorite singers, musicians, and record producers on the planet, Latifa Alatas, to talk about it. Here's our conversation. Latifa, welcome back to 30 Pop. It's been a while. Woo woo! Quarantine podcasting. <laughs> you know, it's, I don't even know that you're necessarily like, the world's biggest Madonna fan, but every time I think about covering a female pop star on the show or some sort of kind of amazing female musician, you are my go-to. So we are here once again to talk Madonna. I can't wait. And what a song to talk about. Yes. So 30 years ago this week, the number one song in the country yet again was Madonna's Vogue, which in my opinion is like maybe her best song. It's at least the first song I think of when I think of Madonna. It's a standout song for her. There is no doubt that it is definitely in the top three and maybe the top song. I was actually just listening to it and thinking, I wish I could write something this current now. (laughs) So one of the things that jumps out at me about this song, I listened to it earlier today, watched the music video, is that She's well over a minute into the song before she ever sings a word, before you get to the first, even the first verse, which would never, ever happen in pop music today. I don't think it really happened back then, but she did it. Well, no, you know who else did that a lot, actually, is Phil Collins. Like, think about, don't take me home, or you want to remember? Like that one, it's like, I think, a minute and a half intro, you know? Yeah. It's wild. But yeah, I think that people just like did whatever they wanted back then, and apparently radio cuts weren't a big thing. I don't know. It was a different season for artists. You know, this was like pre-boy band, like bubblegum pop. I think like pop still had like an edge to it, you know, which I think we're starting to see again in pop music. But it's, man, it's such a adult song. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I mean, as with most of what Madonna was doing back then and today, I mean, even today on her social media, it's like... Man, she just breaks all the rules. She has always done it, and it's always worked for her. But this song especially is just, I mean, it really is fantastic and was such just like a cultural touch point, I think. Looking back, I mean, this song was the 90s. This was sort of the introduction of music in the 90s. Sort of had like the house beat happening in the background. The melody lines are great. She's whispering and talking kind of throughout. I mean, it's just so good. And then the music video. Yeah, the iconic dance. Like, I remember learning this dance and like 
couldn't wait to pull it out at a dance. Like, and what, so what, what year was this? This was the, uh, well, I guess it was, three. yeah. So I guess I was eight, but you know, you, we were consuming stuff. Like I remember in junior high, which would have been like 12 for me. I couldn't wait to do that dance where they do all the crazy hand movement. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I would be like, everybody watch, I'm about to do this. And honestly, I wasn't doing it right. But As I though you I had invented it, right. it yourself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, I want to tell you something, a fun fact about the music video for this song. Because the music video please. is fantastic. It's all black and white. It's ranked by some yeah. to be like the second best music video ever, I'm sure, behind Thriller. Ugh. So the video was directed by David Fincher. Do you know who David Fincher is? No, who's David Fincher? Okay, so in film, he's the guy that directed the movie Seven, Fight Club, oh, he did Panic wow. Room, he did Social Network, Dang. Gone Girl. I mean, he's a massive, massive. But just as far as like music videos go, this guy's done everything. So he's the guy that did, he did tons of Madonna's stuff. Express Yourself was one of his. All wow. of the Paula Abdul stuff that blew up in 89 and 90. Yeah, that's him. man, he did totally. George Michael Freedom. He did several Michael Jackson of the Dangerous short films. He just kind of did everything in the music video world for years and, and kind of still does, I think. He did a bunch of Nine Inch Nails, yeah. Justin Timberlake featuring Jay-Z. He did Suit and Tie. I mean, the guy just did wow. everything. So it's no surprise Man, that I, this video is so amazing. Yeah, I mean, even the lighting alone. I'm watching it actually on mute right now while you're talking. And the other thing I'm realizing, so I've been watching with my roommates during quarantine, RuPaul's Drag Queen Race, you know? It's like this really good show, and it's basically like a – it's like a project runway meets top model for drag queens. And I'm realizing that so many of these dance moves are actually an homage to the drag scene. All those moves were, I forget what that style of dance is called, but it's called voguing. Okay. Voguing like originated, I believe, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong audience. I believe that originated in drag. And so that's actually pretty revolutionary in my opinion. She's definitely making a statement. It would have been more of a statement if they actually had drag queens doing it. But I'll put money down, and I'm not going to Google it, that the history of voguing is rooted in drag. I feel like I have consumed enough pop culture to you can be just like, tell by looking. I'm just going to speak to that as an expert. <laughs> so. Oh, my gosh. I am looking it up right now. The style of dance arose from Harlem ballroom cultures as danced by African-American, Latino, gay, and trans people. See? In the early 60s there it is. through the early yep. 80s. Yeah, well, look at you. You're go. welcome. I know. I know something. You're right. Yeah, I don't here know it is everything. all the drag competitions that began during this time eventually shifted from elaborate pageantry yeah. to Vogue dance battles. That's amazing. Wow. I will, yeah. I will always trust everything that you say. And that is what today's show is about. <laughs> that is what today's, the moral of today's show is everyone trusts me no matter what I say. <laughs> That's the moral of every day when you're friends with Latifa Alatas. <laughs> Let me show you once again why I am right all the time. No, that just makes me so like a narcissist and I don't want to be that. (laughs) You just proved yourself right. You you put it out there and you backed it up. So here's my question for you. Last time, or not maybe not last time you were on, but one of the times that you were on, we talked about Madonna. We got a great story. I don't know if it was you skating to get chicken nuggets or if it was, it was some sort of physical activity and and food. Yeah, I was I was roller skating and yeah, and I was usually roller skating for a reward, which involved like some sort of fast food. So I'm very so, food motivated. So outside of just wanting to pull this dance out at, I guess, a school dance or some party, 
Do you have any other memories? Oh, man. I mean, I just remember learning with my girlfriends, but I do remember like being at a junior high dance. I was from Memorial Middle School in Houston, Texas. And it's like the dance still where like boys and girls aren't comfortable dancing with each other. You know, like I remember my first sure. dance with this guy, Alan, whose last name shall remain nameless for witness protection. But like he, you know, like he put my his hands on my shoulders and I put my hands on his shoulders. So you're like a full arm's length away, like yeah. just leaving room for that Holy Spirit to breathe. And like, I just remember Vogue coming on and going to the center of that gym dance floor and being like, here we go. And like, I swear, I almost wish that people had camera phones then because what I'm sure you would have witnessed now is a child doing this dance so incorrectly. (laughs) But in my mind, I was just, I was Madonna. I was in the video. I looked as good. And like, man, I mean, I guess it's really a mercy that nobody had camera phones yet, but I almost wish I could watch it now. What I will, <sighs> what I will assume and trust is that at, at that age, that unlike Madonna, your clothes were not see-through as hers no, are in this video. they were not see-through and I was not rocking. Like I told you before we started taping, I was like, I immediately need to buy a black suit that's well-fitted <laughs> to myself with no undershirt just to wear at home in quarantine to feel great about myself. <laughs> so. Oh, I trust that you'll get that taken care of. I mean, Amazon's still shipping, so. I mean, yeah, I'm going to figure it out. I feel like finding a long sleeve lacy top's not going to be a challenge, but the well-fitted suit during quarantine could prove to be difficult to find. It could be. It could be. (laughs) Well, we talked a little bit before we started the recording. This was just an amazing time for Madonna. So we were, were like a couple of weeks out from the premiere of Dick Tracy. Which is yeah, the first this, movie I, I ever saying, saw her in. I don't know if she was in movies before that, but yeah, the, so she was, was it League, League of Her Own was after that, I'm guessing, and like Evita and all that stuff. I think, but I, mean, I, I think Evita was for sure. Yeah, but like I just want to say, like as a producer and an artist myself, I, I actually am still like blown away at how current the song feels. Like honestly, if somebody put out a song this exact production, it would be a hit today like and and i think that's what is so compelling it's so inspiring for me just as a writer and a producer to like realize there aren't really any rules about what sounds and like what you're like really doing as long as it's working and like creating a moment and working together man it's just like i just love it i I just i feel like i need to go back and listen to all madonna songs again and then like you know try to be a pop star at 38. That feels right. <laughs> hey, she's in her 60s. I don't know how old she is now, but she's still crushing it. Yeah, so. and she's got arms like Michelle Obama, so they just won't quit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, I know I can always count on you for a good soundbite. So thank you, as mm-hmm. always, for being on the show. Look forward to having you back. Hopefully not just next time Madonna has something. We'll have you on for something yeah, man. else. So. That would be great. Beautiful. All right, friend. It's so good to talk to you. Okay, you too. See ya. I've said it before and I'll say it again. It is such a gift to be friends with Latifa Alatas. If you're somehow unfamiliar with her music or with the podcast that we released together a couple years back along with our mutual friend and fellow 30 Pop regular Aaron Hale, you should definitely check it all out. Just search for Moda Spira in whatever music or podcasting app you use or click the links in the show notes. Tiva's music is beautiful, and the podcast that we produced as a companion to her last album is the single best work I've ever been a part of. So again, you should definitely check it all out. Friends, I am so thankful that you've chosen to spend yet more time with me looking back on 1990. 
There are lots and lots of podcasts in the world, so to be one of the ones that you choose to listen to each week means so much to me. We've got an exciting summer ahead with some pretty fantastic movie releases to remember and the most impressive run we've seen on the Billboard chart so far on this show, which starts next week. So I hope you'll join me again then. I also hope that you'll join me for the all-new 30 Pop Trivia Night on June 10th at House of Blues Houston and at 30pop.com. Our theme for the night, which I'm having so much fun with, is Back to the Future. That's right. On the heels of the 30th anniversary of the final film in the trilogy, we're going to celebrate the whole franchise with a night of trivia spanning the entire epic story. If you want to get prepped between now and then, as of this recording, all three movies are available to stream on Netflix. So do your homework. I promise you I am. I do hope you'll join me, friends. Until next week, don't just stand there. Let's get to it. Strike a pose. There's nothing to it. 30 Pop is produced, edited, and mixed by me, Luke Bronner. Our artwork is by the amazing Heather Hale. To check out more shows from Mill U Media Group, visit millumedia.com, which is linked in the show notes for this episode. And if you have a story from 1990 that you want to share on the air, email 30poppodcast at gmail.com. <laughs>